0: With us right now is Jamie Sleski, Jamie. You are a technology strategist for music educators. This is going to be fun. Your website is techofbusiness.com, Jamie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, so tell me about uh like who you're working with as you know what who is a music educator? How might we know who them? So what we want to do is for our audience listening we all probably know a music educator. So we want to Absolutely. make sure that they listen to this episode. So who should we be sharing this episode with?
1: We should be sharing this with your kid's piano teacher, your guitar teacher, anybody who's really an independent music teacher who makes their living teaching lessons and is ready to do something more and take that knowledge that they've had for 5, 10, 20, 30 years and package it into something that's available online that doesn't take them time to deliver. That's who I talk to day in and day out.
0: Yeah. Well, how'd you get into this?
1: Um, I was freelance website dev type work and I started working with a bass guitar teacher and I said, I want more clients like you. And so I just kind of pivoted and said, I am not open to anybody who wants to hire me, I am going to build my business around the type of client that I want to work with. And I love that music teachers create an opportunity for somebody to tap into their own creativity and their own deep desires. It's not business, it's pleasure. And it is a a really big fulfillment. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. have been wanting to play an instrument all their life and, uh, and finally getting to do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I got so many questions. Okay. So I have a very dear friend. Um. She is a music, She well, She's she's been a music teacher, but she was so frustrated with the business side of it. And just the, the thing that got really, I think, maddening for her is the, so we're going to apply this to everybody listening right now, is the same thing that I think a lot of us, especially talking to you, consultants, coaches, agency owners, B2B service providers, and Jamie, it's the ups and the downs. It's the good months and the bad months and, you know, maybe you lose a few students and then your cash flow drops and you're like, uh-huh. "Uh, what am I supposed to be doing to get new business?" And Jamie, I bet you've got some good ideas for that. How about online courses?
1: <laughs> that is what I primarily help my clients wow. with is taking and packaging a subset of what they do with their students into a course. And I kind of say, you know, that in the music space, especially, you can have complementary courses, courses that are complementary to lessons. You can have supplementary courses, courses that are supplementary that kind of take people down a tangent. You can have prerequisite courses, which is absolutely my favorite thing. Before you can work with me privately, you have to go through my course in order Mm. to learn my technique, my style, my this, my that. Those are my three main types of courses that, um, that I think that people can do. I mean, the fourth one is creating courses for other you know, music teachers. So like teaching the teacher kind of thing, but really when you are creating a course, you're taking something that, you know, so intrinsically that is second nature, like how you slice bread, you know, how to do it day in and day out, but somebody else might not know if they put the bread knife in the left hand or the right hand. And so you can teach that. And that's really what I help music teachers do is not take everything that they do in lessons and boil it down into a course, but create a very specific course that takes a a student through one thing that they are looking for. And then they can start building out more and more courses from there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, what I don't want to tell people to do necessarily, Jamie, is I want you to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and all of your hours. And I want you to build a course and then build it and they will just come and they will buy your program. All you got to do is just be on Thinkific and they're going to find you and they're going to buy your product. I think that we would be doing the audience a disservice.
1: Oh, that is 100% a disservice. In fact, episode... 261 of my podcast, Music Teachers Expand Online is actually five things that people can do outside of the, um, outside of the course itself. Like just like build an email list, connect with your audience, find your niche, um, map out your student journey. I know there's a fifth one doesn't that always happen? Every time you want to talk about something that's like your own pillar content, you always forget
0: number five. No, it's episode two fifty nine, right? It's <laughs> no,
1: it's two sixty one. I'm 261. sure two sixty one. Well, it's not. Maybe I'm not it's published
0: two, as when we're recording this. Darn it, I'm not finding it. So, uh, um, but, to,
1: uh that is oh, because it is being published tomorrow, which is why it's top of mind we're <laughs> as we're recording. by this. the
0: time this airs, my yes. friends who are listening to our conversation, go find this right now. You're in your podcast player. Just go to, go do a search for music teachers expand online, go listen to episode 261, uh, where Jamie will break it all down for you about what it's going to take in order for you to start attracting attention. Cause I know that that in obviously I have in my lifetime, I've worked with a lot of people that and myself included put a lot of effort into something and then nobody buys it. And that's just demoralizing.
1: It is so hard because what somebody puts into their course what somebody puts into their program, into whatever it is that you're creating is so good. But there's so much noise online. There are so many cat videos. There are so many people dancing on TikTok mm-hmm. that your good content doesn't find its audience unless you really focus on that audience and really connecting with them and understanding what they're looking for, where they are hanging out. So that's a lot of what it is. And this is so funny because, you know, I'm a technology person. I've got my degree in computer science, spent over a decade in corporate IT. And the tech is such a little, little, little part of the online success formula. And that took me a long time to figure out. And now that I have, I am like able to just, you know, have conversations with music teachers all the time.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, how do you recommend using social today? What platforms? Um, and, and if let's say that you are a teacher that you generally, most of your students might be adolescents or, you know, <laughs> or, or, or um, middle school, grade school kids, um, who should you be marketing to and how do we do that?
1: Yeah. So um, anybody who's marketing or whose ideal student is, um, under 15, generally speaking, you're marketing to their parents. Oh, yeah. You're marketing to their per- parents. Anybody who is between 13 and 19, you're marketing to them. And so, yes, you notice that there is an overlap. 13 to 19, you're marketing to them, giving them talking points for them to talk to their parents.
0: Mm. And See, anybody, I've got, right, yeah. I've got a and, 17-year-old older, yes. and he wants guitar lessons. <laughs> And so, said so, okay, well go, go find somebody. And then, uh-huh. and by the way, if any of your audience is listening to this episode, I, I suspect I'm going to get a bunch of DMs and emails. <laughs> I, I better, I better get a bunch of emails and DMs saying, oh, I hear your son wants guitar lessons.
1: <laughs> there we go. Yes, absolutely. I've got some great guitar um, teachers in my network
0: for sure. Okay. Do- We'll we'll talk after the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you really think that your son is going to say, yes, I am going to go with this guitar teacher and hand over a credit card? Nope. No, he's going to say, dad, I found this guitar teacher and he's got this really cool thing. And I, you know, so as the guitar teacher, you have to market to that person, that student who's willing to take it to their parent. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was something that a lot of people didn't realize. They're like, oh, I have a course and I'm going to market it and it's just gonna work.
0: To a bunch (laughs) of teenagers, yeah, sure. (laughs) Um,
1: My teenagers do not have credit cards. They don't even have Apple Pay. Like everything has to go through me, like (laughs) everything.
0: (laughs) Um, What's your opinion of YouTube? So should you be, and I guess let me be more specific, um, should we be producing content giving free lessons on YouTube?
1: Oh, that is such a good topic. Um, the My biggest rule of thumb with YouTube is you have to commit to a year. You have to commit to a year of constant production. You want to be able to grow a fan base on the platform, who's excited to come and learn your next thing. The thing about YouTube is that you need to get people off the platform, just like you have to do with any other social. And with YouTube, the biggest advantage is is like, you can take something that is part of your course and kind of just put it up on YouTube in a different, like just put a different wrapping paper on it and then say, if you want more of this or if you want to know what to do before that or whatever, you can then go to my course. But YouTube is a beast. And as I say, like... It's not the platform I recommend people start with first. And I think that it's one of those, like, once you've got your Instagram or your TikTok or your Facebook going consistently, then you can add YouTube and go all in on producing really high quality content that stands the test of time. You don't need to be creating Christmas music um, only at Christmas time, you could be creating Christmas music in July and say, you know, mm. this Christmas music, it seems so crazy that the, the published date is July, but I'm going to have you ready for Christmas this year. Wow. So it's evergreen in that sense.
0: It sure is. Um, but I, I, I love that, you know, what you're talking about, Jamie is, you know, it's, it's building this foundational, um, you know, it, it's it's what we don't want people to do is is run out and feel like they're going to get all the business they want if all they do is dump, you know, $300 into AdWords or Facebook ads or something like that. That this is something that's probably going to take a little bit of time. And that's amazing if you it's can do good. that.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, you you want to take the time because you want to be marketing to people who are actually going to buy your product. If you just say, okay, Facebook, take my money, they're going to take your money. (laughs) (laughs) But if you say, Facebook, take my money and show these people how awesome I am and Mm. how beneficial my product is for their hopes, dreams, desires, obstacles, whatever it is, then Facebook's going to do its job properly and you're going to, you know, reap the benefits.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and, oh gosh, what was my next question? Oh, oh, oh boy. All right. I want to hear your dissertation on the (laughs) power and value of networking.
1: Oh, that one's a good one. You asked me this right as I just made an effort on Instagram. I am starting to follow a lot of the music teacher organizations on Instagram and starting to engage at that higher level so that I can then participate in their conferences and their online seminars and things like that. When we surround ourselves with people who are driven and have a desire to, Learn what it is that we offer. We're in a great place. Networking for the sake of networking, like going to a um, whatever like a chamber meeting. I'm not so keen on that, but yeah. going to networking where it is people who can refer you or can hire you. That's where you want to where you want to spend your time networking. And you can do it online. you can do it in person, you can do both.
0: Yeah. Um, And and so uh, what I'm thinking about too, like, let's say that you're a local music teacher, Mm -hmm. my friend who is the, piano teacher, for example. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Facebook groups, at least where we live are pretty active. Like yep. there's a lot of different neighborhood Facebook groups, you know, and, and what I was thinking is like, you know, s- you know, understand what, the, you know, most groups don't want you to get on there and just sell, sell, sell. Right. Um, uh, but if you're providing valuable content, if you're finding ways of interacting mm-hmm. with your local community and you serve a local you know, populist, that's kind of your, um, your bread and butter. Um, That seems to me like a really great opportunity is just keep showing up in a way that um, you can very organically and authentically um, share positive content, you know, making other people look great. You know, certainly if you have permission to Highlight students, I would think that that would be pretty powerful. Yeah. How does that, well, let me, let me ask you about that. If you're working with underage students, how do you, how do you get, because that's a content goldmine, you know, Yes. Um, possibly, yeah. but you, you know, you got to be careful on that.
1: That is something that I, I mean, I'm the daughter of a lawyer, (laughs) so (laughs) I I know that we need to have waivers and releases and things like that. I do recommend that all of my clients talk to a lawyer or, or somebody who can provide them with the legal advice for their area, but generally speaking, my clients will take pictures of their students. Um, and if they have the right permissions, they can post them or videos of their students, especially videos. The other thing that you can definitely do is make it so that it's, um, their hands or like if they're playing on the piano it's just their hands and you can cover their face and things like that. So you can, oh, you can yeah. anonymize it a little yes. bit. Um, you can, or you can even pixelate their face if you want. Um, I've seen, you know, they put a little
0: emoji kind of covering their face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So there is that option, but
0: Often, I would make sure you're working with the parents on that, though. That's <laughs> like, don't, exactly. Don't, even with their face blurred, I'd still okay that with the parents. Uh, you that's, don't want to.
1: Yes. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Is oh, that I'm sorry. You could, I gotta be quiet. No, no, no. no it's good. Guess. It's good. I'm glad that we were on the same wavelength on that. I mean, what I like to do is like, if we're going to showcase one of the students, you say, hey, parent, I'd like to showcase your student on this platform. This is what I'm planning on doing. Do I have your Explicit permission for that. Parents are going to say, Yes, I love and I want to share it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I want to share it. And so the parents then become part of your network. They are Mm -hmm. sharing out, saying, Look what my kid was able to accomplish by working with this piano teacher. Yes. You not only get testimonials and reviews, but you get accolades because this other parent is, you know, is is sharing the content for
0: sure. I can say from a sales standpoint to be very thoughtful about your language and how you say that. So you wouldn't want to say, I'm trying to promote my business. Don't start with that no. to say your student knocked it out of the park. I I would you mind if if I grabbed a quick video of them just so I can celebrate how awesome they are. Oh man. Every parent out there right now is going, Oh, please twist my arm.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I know, like even with, what my, my kids are up to, I mean, they're teenagers. They're never going to show me the videos that are taken of them, but if their coaches or, or leaders or whatever, share yeah. those. I am all about it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so we want to involve the family, involve the, anybody who is a real stakeholder in, in that sharing, for sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, last question I wanted to ask um, is what, what's the current status of kind of online only teaching for, are there instruments that that works better at? Um, but, Can you be a music teacher that is Zoom only? And if so, what are the parameters for that?
1: So there are a few online platforms for teaching lessons that are far superior to Zoom that are created for music education. I mean, some of my my friends that I've uh, I've, um, had the pleasure of getting to know run these software. And because they work so hard on making sure that the audio quality is top notch, and it's not compressed, and it's not all these other things, you can get some really amazing sound. I mean, even like high instruments, like a piccolo, and a a violin, and, and a flute, as well as low instruments, like, you know, in the bass families and stuff like that, you can really teach that stuff successfully in a live manner what is not possible because of the way the internet is constructed is a true duet that is not possible so that both people playing the instrument at the same time and being able to hear everything clearly you cannot do that just because of the way the internet is designed so you have to find other ways of doing it you 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 create a backing track you know so like the teacher creates it plays something and then the student Plays with that. And so you're not actually playing interactively. They're playing with your recording. And that's wow. how you do duets and really kind of play with tempo and things like that.
0: Jamie, your website, Music Teachers Expand Online, to a friend that's listening, go subscribe right now. I swear you're up to 260 some episodes. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Your website, TechOfBusiness.com. When someone goes to visit you at your website, what would you recommend they do?
1: I would recommend if they are a music teacher to sign up for my email list. Uh, there is a getting started guide for, you know, starting to make money teaching music online to get started on that. Um, and to reach out, I've got a little chat widget on there, which pings me on my phone. Um, I love having conversations and um, yeah, that's, that's what I would, I would say. All
0: right. Jamie Slusky again, technology strategist for music educators, your website, tech. Of business.com and then, of course, your podcast, Music Teachers Expand Online. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank
1: you for having me, Josh.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluencecom guest.